Hello and welcome to the Wanless Show. Hello. Hey, so to the first episode, the pilot episode. So I guess we'll just introduce ourselves. Do you want to go first? All right, uh, I'm Daniel Taylor. What would you say your political views are? Uh, I'd say they're pretty right wing, apart from on the odd issue. Um, obviously, there this could have been the odd issue that we don't agree on, but I'd say we agree on most things. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm Cameron, and I'm co-hosting this with Daniel. We're going to try and get some guests on throughout the episodes that are coming up. But just for the first episode, it's just going to be us. We're just going to introduce ourselves, discuss a few things, find out where we stand on some things, just so you guys know. So let's get straight into it with referendums. <laughs> uh, now, I don't get the point in referendums, really. Because, I mean, like, if, if you're going to have a referendum and it goes your way, for example, Brexit, you can't enter back into the EU once you've had that referendum. Same with the Scottish referendum. They can't enter back into the UK once they've had that. But if the result goes against you, like, for example, in the Scottish referendum, if it that they stayed in the UK, then they can just vote again. And if it was that we stayed in the EU, we can just vote again. Yeah, so can, I don't really get... Constantly, like that. You can constantly uh, vote and vote again until, until you get the result you want as a government. Exactly, and... If you do get that result finally, then you can't go back and vote again on it. Like, for example, the Lib Dems and Labour want to do on Brexit, which is just yeah. strange to me because it's not exactly the most democratic yeah, it's, thing. It's pretty anti-democratic, it, really, because although although it is a second vote, you are voting again. You just voting again, and they would do it anyway again until until they uh, we stayed in the EU. Exactly, and talking of the EU, Brexit. I mean, there is so much fear-mongering going on with Brexit. I mean, I was discussing with some of my friends when Brexit was, when, like, the whole referendum was going on, how everyone was, like, fearing that the price of Freddles were going to rise. <laughs> it was just yeah. ridiculous, the fear-mongering from the left. Yeah, the left went, because the left pretty much controlled mainstream media in, in the UK and, well, in most Western countries. So they were just, they were just, uh, Hammering out new news outlets about how how bad the the world is going to be, but the the world is going to end as soon as soon as the UK leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Most media outlets drive their left wing or Islamic. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, you've got Al Jazeera, you've got all all that bunch, and then you've got I mean, MNN. Mohammed News Network. <laughs> Mohammed News Network. What what a news site. Uh, but most right wing news outlets are are either they're, they're just not accepted by government, uh, and they're just called uh, racist and outdated views, or they're not extremists, extremists um, far right, alt right, and if if they're not called that, they're not, they're not well known enough. So exactly like for example. Most right-wing outlets have had to stick with online, like for example, Sky News, which is ironically is one of the most right-wing outlets we have over here, even though it is still quite left-wing and anti-free speech and pro-Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. But the only actual right-wing outlets are online, for example, Daily Caller, Daily Wire, all of that. Whereas on TV, 
got Sky News, BBC, ITV, Al Jazeera, the um, I've already said BBC, CNN, MSNBC, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, there there are huge mainstream outlets, huge huge businesses, corporations, and they they pretty much control the media. And for the uh, smaller companies that are that are right wing, it is so so hard to get out there and get the the, the truth across. Really, so even the BBC, who are supposed to be uh, neutral and uh, don't don't pick a left wing side, they they are predominantly left wing. In what they, do. they are state sponsored as well. Ironically, by a right, supposedly right, economically right wing, should we say, government? Yeah, economically right wing. I mean, socially, unfortunately, there's no difference between uh, the Conservatives and Labour. It's just the economics that's different between them, yeah. which is quite frankly ridiculous. I mean, the only socially responsible, I'd say party would be UKIP but even then they're not that economically responsible yeah they're not so UKIP's main goal really was to get Britain out of the EU and that, that's almost been exactly. accomplished so now their whole they're going to have to reshape and rebrand their party otherwise they simply will not get votes I mean the Conservatives are considered right wing throughout the UK uh, no one no one doesn't consider them right wing they call themselves right wing but socially they they call themselves the Conservatives. <laughs> yeah. But socially, they're actually re- very, very left-wing. Exactly. I mean, left-wing, I would say, is big government, etc., etc., etc. Right-wing, says for a smaller government. The Conservatives literally keep the NHS going. Like the NHS, you know that over-looming organisation that forces you to sign up for this, that, the other, and keeps all your health records, all of everything. So the government knows pretty much everything there is to know about you. Whereas in the US, I would say it's better because you go through health insurers to get your health insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the US tax rate is lower as well, especially after Trump's uh, tax cuts. Yeah, I mean, like with social policy, especially uh, including NHS, we are extremely left-wing with our, with our like collectivist, you know, Everyone deserves the same healthcare type. <laughs> yeah. Type you. Communistic yeah, healthcare. Communistic healthcare. That's what it is. Uh, but, but as an idea, uh, the left has done really well in intertwining that with a British identity. So, mo- if you ask most people, they will consider that one of Britain's best qualities, even though they don't really know exactly. And the only things to support that nationalised healthcare, uh, not nationalised. Um, well, government-controlled healthcare is good. It's just like not even backed up studies. Like the studies say, the the completely anecdotal. The go to people to say, "What is your opinion? Do you like your healthcare?" Obviously, if the only healthcare you've experienced in your life is the NHS, you'll say yes, you do like that healthcare. I mean, the NHS failed to reach targets of I think it was three hours to get most people through an appointment. In the US, you go in and you're pretty much into your appointment within a few minutes. But if you ask people, do you like your healthcare? Obviously, people in the US are going to be more critical because they know they've got easier access to better healthcare. Whereas in the UK, people are just being kept down at the NHS because they've got this entire marketing scheme to make them look official and really the best thing for you. Yeah, they, they make themselves as if they're the only, only medical choice. So that if you are asked, do you, well, do you like your healthcare? 
you you have no choice but to say yes because that is the only th- the only healthcare you think you have access to, uh, and it's and it when actually the NHS isn't that good. I mean, uh, as you were saying, they haven't hit targets, and um, for example, uh, in my family when when we thought uh, my granny was having a stroke, uh, we phoned the NHS and they did. They didn't consider that they couldn't get out there because there was two people having a heart attack somewhere. So it's, it clearly does not. That's just ridiculous. In in the US, I mean, any situation, they'll get someone there. They'll get you. They don't even ask for your insurance before they do the operation. Most of the time, if you're not in a state to state what who your insurer is, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they'll do the operation. Then they'll ask you. Obviously, that opens up a few things for illegal immigrants to exploit. But it is so much easier to exploit our free healthcare system over here if you are an illegal immigrant, which is what the majority of people coming from Syria, well, I wouldn't say the majority, but quite a lot, a considerable amount of people coming from places like Syria illegally to here are doing. Yeah, I mean, some illegal immigrants simply come here because of the three, the free healthcare we provide. And uh, there's a common mix- misconception with... Uh, with um, like health insurance in the US that they won't do an operation unless you give them it and uh, it costs thousands if you don't give them it but actually that's not true at all they will do the operation if if you are not in a state to provide that exactly and talking about economics <laughs> let's talk well actually do you want, first of all let's talk about London's crime rate actually but we're on the topic of the UK let's go on about London London's crime rate is quite frankly ridiculous and actually it's because we are importing the culture that is quite commonplace in the middle east with people coming over from syria they're just importing their culture they're failing to assimilate which labor sees as brilliant multiculturalism great cultures not assimilating great let them have their culture while raping our children in rochdale great you know it's considered we considered a bastion of multiculturalism but if you if you dare dare suggest that uh, you tighten up on immigration laws and uh, crack down on illegal immigrants, you are you are racist, you are a bigot, you're Islamophobic. But actually, their culture does not does not fit in, and that's where the friction comes from, and that's why crime rate is so high. I mean, I'm pretty sure London's population has one of the highest populations of uh, immigrants, and probably quite high illegal immigrants in that city. And that is clearly shown by the, by the violence and crime, crime rate increase. Exactly. Acid attacks were only really commonplace in places like Saudi Arabia, in places like Syria, etc., etc., etc. Islamic countries were the only countries that you saw acid attacks in until this whole wave of illegal immigration came in. And then, what do you know? Over here, they've failed to assimilate, as we've been saying, for ages... And what? We're right? Yes, exactly. So you, you're seeing exactly everything that people like us have been saying will happen. But the left somehow finds a way to defend it. I have no idea how, but they just somehow do. Yeah, they, so, they, they, kind of, uh, it's, they kind of put it out on the, on the news and the media for a day, maybe two days, and then kind of brush it under the rug. All news, it doesn't matter anymore. It's over. When actually it's a very prominent issue in the UK and especially in London. I mean, when you get all these immigrants coming out like so, like on mass and so suddenly, 
it creates it creates a, a segregated society in which uh, I mean leftist collectivism and like you know you are a group identity politics has really helped grow grow that to the point where it's now resulting in violence. Exactly. And on about identity uh, politics, everyone who's black is now expected to vote Democrat in the US. Everyone who's Mexican is now expected to vote Democrat in the US. Everyone who is not a white, straight, cisgender male is expected to vote Democrat. And that's really because of the mainstream media and how they've implanted that into people. They're like, oh, vote Trump if you're a sexist, racist bigot. But who are the only sexist, racist bigots in the countries? White, cis, het males. Yeah, they've, they've done really well at uh, integrating uh, group identity politics as if it's just the norm, as if that's, that's you know, normal and the right thing to do. And that all white men are, are racist and wrong if they vote for Trump. And even, even the white man who doesn't, who votes Democrat and hates Trump is still so privileged they cannot be accepted by the left. Exactly. And actually today... Um, it was quite funny, actually. We were debating, uh, me and Anna, uh, I'll, I'll just call it AG for the sake of this, right? just so I don't expose his slash her slash it slash said's identity. Um, we were debating someone called, um, do you, I'll just call them a furry for now. Me and AG were debating a furry because they're <laughs> a furry, let's be honest. I think you yeah, know one about now. Yeah, we were debating her slash him slash said slash it in uh, IT today. So we were debating socialism, actually. I said Hitler was a socialist. All of his economic policies were socialist, etc., etc. He introduced gun control, etc., etc., etc. We'll leave that debate for a separate episode because I know we have varying opinions yeah. on that, one of which is right and yours of which is not. <laughs> oh, that's not so for a debate. So we'll leave that for another one. Um, but she was defending socialism. And then AG, who uh, was on my side, actually, even though she is, I would say, quite left-wing, um, she was even saying, look, if we could, it'd be good to eliminate all tax, which I would agree with, because I, I agree with a smaller government, which keeps out of as much things as possible. If you keep out of as much things as possible, you only need to tax people to the amount that you need to uh, use for your military and for your defence uh, agencies like MI5, MI6, SIS, etc., etc. So I was saying that, and then she was saying, but socialism, I love socialism. Socialism is the best economic policy. Oh, I love it. I love stealing from those rich Jews. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's a, basically with socialism, it's either you're a socialist or a neo-Nazi. You cannot, you cannot be... <laughs> You cannot be anything else. It's it's so polarized politics nowadays, especially with with socialists and um, uh, very left wing uh, political parties. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn uh, and Labour are rife with anti semitism. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn supporting Hezbollah uh, and Hamas. Oh, and Hamas, yeah. And uh, it's it's socialism is really flawed. I'm the IRA, but. I don't understand that about socialists. Who likes paying tax? No one. So why do you insist on on state massive control? Socialists are poor. And if you're poor, you don't have to pay tax. The idea of socialism is is that you get free money. That's why they like it. 
I mean, so this propaganda pumps out that the, the rich man takes the money, the rich man keeps it for himself, he has a good life while you're slogging out, working hard and getting nothing for it. When, when actual fact, the rich man has worked that extra 10% throughout their life to become rich. So why, why tax them so much more than yourself? Exactly, it's ridiculous. The rich, the rich are far too highly taxed, in my opinion. I would think you would agree with yeah, that as well. Yeah, definitely. So, why should we tax them more? And why should a poor person, who in some cases can't even be asked to go out and get a job, get that money? They just shouldn't. It's just immoral, in my opinion. I mean, another thing that um, Furry Fuck was <laughs> saying was um, that Karl Marx, the founder of socialism, who literally defined socialism as a transition period between capitalism and communism, misdefined socialism even though he invented it so what would you what would your opinions be on that Dan? i think that's the classic argument from from uh strong socialist believers really is that when you when you bring up anything in history about when socialism was tried and obviously failed it's all oh well that isn't the right type of socialism that isn't my type of socialism that isn't the socialism works you know it's never it's never oh that was socialism it didn't work but, you know, it's, it's always as if the right type of socialism, obviously there isn't, but the right type of socialism hasn't been tried. True. I know that's what they make it out to be. But, I mean, as Karl Marx, the creator of socialism, said, socialism is just a transition period between capitalism and communism. So if the ultimate goal of socialism is communism, and as we've seen, that's killed more people than Nazism, which the left is so afraid of. Why do they want to embrace socialism? Uh, they, they seem to overlook the flaws and the cracks in socialism and just talk about, oh, well, uh, uh, I deserve the same as them, even though I have not worked, worked as hard, done as much, lived as long. I exactly. I demand that because I live, because I am. And it's the... I I heard a great analogy the other week. It was um, the socialism and communism are that two people find a ladder and they both chop it in half and they both climb halfway. But in capitalism, one man climbs a ladder, then sells it to the other man who then climbs the ladder, who sells it to another man who then climbs the ladder. So everyone ends up getting to the top eventually. Whereas in communism and socialism, people can only get halfway. They can't get all the way that they, well, I would say probably would want to get. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the idea that, um, I mean, that's the, the most common analogy, but I consider it as if when you have, when you have or like pre-existing rich people, it's taxing them so much, their economic status becomes the same as yours. So now no one is living well, it's just everyone is worse off. But because it's everyone, you think that is equality, that is fine. And that's what that's what leftist media, again, does really well. I mean, they're actually quite smart in how they do it. They they portray income inequality as as a, the end of the world, you know, that's what's going to kill humanity, income inequality. When actually, that just shows that um, people, people progress up in the world and some people don't. And income inequality really drives... Uh, innovation and improvement in society. I wouldn't say income inequality as such, but the reason for the equality does, uh, inequality does. 
the reason that someone's over them saying, look, this is what you need to do. I'll pay you this much. And if you do it, you might get a bonus. You might get promoted. You might one day get promoted enough to be in my position. So that gives them the motivation. I wouldn't say it's income inequality itself, but the motivation to become equal. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about if if you if you're in a poor family earning a hundred a hundred pounds a month, your goal you you're thinking well I want to be better off I want to do better in life I want to earn a thousand pounds a month, so so that that's what drives you. Well, if everyone was earning a hundred pounds a month, you would think that you're living a fine life and that there's nothing better than a hundred pounds a month. So that's how I kind of see it. Exactly. Another thing that I was talking to you about yesterday, actually, I think it was, was culture and sex. Oh, my God. Right. So there is this one person who I will refer to as. um, I'm trying to think of a good name. Um, Do you know, just just because I've got his shirt on my wall and I'm looking at it right now, I'll call him Frank Lampard. You know what? (laughs) Right. So, Frank Lampard, not actually Frank Lampard, just in case any lawyers or anything to do with Frank Lampard is watching, not Frank Lampard, just this person who may or may not be called Frank Lampard, right? Um, (laughs) All he ever goes on about is how him, who, by the way, is underage, and his girlfriend, who, by the way, is even more underage, love having sex. He just goes on and on and on. He says, if she got pregnant, they'd probably get an abortion. He's, He's just completely disregarded all morals for the sake of what he thinks is just a bit of fun. What, what, what's your view on this? I mean, it's, it's really the abandonment of base morality. I mean, like, for example, again, like leftist media, it's really quite a hard problem when you think about it. Uh, m- many people don't know how an abortion happens. They just think you take a pill, you go to the doctors, they give you an injection, and it's over. <laughs> exactly. When actually, it's a, lot, it's a lot more inhumane than that. And, like, vegans, for example, they wouldn't... I mean, if someone did what how an abortion happens to a, a rabbit or a dog or a cat, there would be absolute uproar throughout society, and rightly. Exactly. It is ridiculous, because the most... Quite, well, I wouldn't say more, most vegans are leftists. Yeah. Let's agree on that. Yeah, most of the time they are leftists, yeah. So why would a vegan support animal rights? more than human rights. It makes no sense. And why would they support, quote, equal rights, which, by the way, we already have, more than a baby's right? And people are saying, oh, support the refugee children. Don't let them die. Why? Why should we do that over protecting our own children when it comes to abortions? Fair enough. Protect our children from abortions, then protect the refugees. That's how it should work. I mean, they they talk about the, the right of a woman to choose, but she chose to have sex. She chose to take that risk. Uh, of having a child and you can't once you've made the mistake and uh, the consequences occur just kill it that is that is not how base morality or society should work exactly in my opinion when it comes to abortion i mean other than religiously i can't back up the argument to force an abortion through rape through um incest through anything like that through severe disability I can't force, but by severe disability, I don't mean Down syndrome. I mean, like, someone who will survive two minutes out of the womb. Yeah, I can't back that up 
with anything but religion. And I personally do not think that religion should play a role in politics, be that Christianity, Catholicism, Islam, etc., etc. So I don't think religion should play a role in politics. So in my opinion, I think, fine, allow those. Personally, I'm against it, but morally, I know, not morally, uh, I just can't back it up other than with religion. Whereas, if you have consensually had sex with another person and you get pregnant from that, you knew the risks, you knew what you were getting into, you knew that you could get pregnant. The condom split does not matter. You knew that if you insert your penis into the vagina, the very act, right, the condom could split. You knew the risks. You knew what you were getting into. You have to deal with the consequences. And people always bring up the argument to me, oh, what if you got someone pregnant? What if you couldn't deal with it economically? Personally, I wouldn't put it up for adoption. I mean, that's what I would recommend to people who physically can't take care of it economically. But I would deal with my mistake. I would go through and act like a father that that child needs. Yeah, I mean, one, once once the consequences occurred of sex, which is like the prime, the only purpose of sex really, apart from maybe pleasure, is a child, is the reproduction of the human race carrying on humanity. So when that occurs, I don't understand how you can be surprised that that's happened. Like, how have I had a baby? Oh my god, how has this happened? When it's it's the only re- like it's the only way a baby can can be birthed. It's the only thing that sex is intended yeah. for. Uh, so, I mean, I agree with you with the separation between religion and state because I believe that that, that can be very dangerous and volatile, uh, and can lead, especially in the Middle yeah, East, and can can lead really to a, to a collapse in society uh, if if um, religion and state are intertwined as one, because um, eventually, I mean, this is occurring in the West right now. The uh, the, the siege of Europe really is that. Um, to, to sustain a culture, you have to have, on average, a birth rate of 2.11 children. Uh, and in uh, Islamic culture, the average birth rate, I'm pretty sure, is about four children. It's about six, isn't uh, it? Oh, maybe six. And, maybe, uh, and in most Western countries now, it's about it's like 1.5, 1.6. Uh, so, and then once you have immigration and mass immigration, on like you know, upon hundreds of thousands of people, cultures will be taken over and changed. And if you have the uh, a state and a religion intertwined, that can lead to uh, Islamic caliphates occurring. Exactly, and I mean, I want to be intellectually consistent with all of my arguments. So if I say I don't think that Islam should play a role in government, how can I then go and say, oh, Catholicism should? Christianity should, etc. I I just can't. Yeah, it's it's impossible to say to say oh one thing one thing shouldn't have a role in uh, deciding what laws we make and then saying but this religion is fine because it, it you cannot stand on that it, it won't it won't work. Exactly, and I mean, let's just talk about culture. Really, I mean, culture today very different to how it was years in the past so what's your opinion on modern day culture talk about oh rape culture and we'll actually we'll stay away from that for now but just culture in general college campus etc i mean especially in um, colleges even though over here we will call them universities in universities uh about i, I could fairly say about 80 maybe 90 percent of um lecturers and teachers in in universities colleges and 
uh, stuff like that are predominantly predominantly left wing in their in their views and in their um, opinions, and that's what drives really uh, people growing up. Like, I, I don't want to say brainwash because that comes comes across wrong, but just believing what they hear from these teachers. Do you know why teachers are like that? Uh, not a clue. Tell me. Because of the teachers' unions. If you're a teacher, I do believe in the US at least, you're forced to join... Who who runs that teachers' union? Predominantly the Democrats are involved with it. And obviously you want that teachers' union to get better and more powerful so you can have more of a say. So then you vote for the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. And especially even in... Um exam boards i mean I, I you can see it really through maybe the sciences the sciences have been changed and manipulated quite a lot to, to no no mainly english yeah, it's, well, especially in, yeah, the UK. in the uk english is de- definitely been uh changed to support a leftist ideology i mean in every single exam board in the uk that i know of apart from one welsh exam board uh, inspector cause has to be has to be taught as a gcse thing and that is a predominant very very strong left-wing uh, book and you analyze that and even in uh, my analysis at, at school it's always about how the capitalists just want money they don't care about anyone else it's just the money uh, but the socialists love everyone they want everyone to do well in life and that's simply not the truth simply not fact socialists and i think it is inspector Gould, if i'm not mistaken he's portrayed as a God, honestly, he is. And he is the embodiment of J.B. Priestley, I believe, who wrote the book. He's the embodiment of his socialist views. All the capitalists set up there in the house, and even in RE, actually, if you say anything negative about the Prophet Muhammad. In fact, my RE teacher pretty much defended ISIS when I asked him about the Quran and how it says to kill Jews, etc. Kill um, apostates, I believe they call them. Etc. And he literally defended ISIS. Yeah, that's that's the same with my teacher, really. I mean, uh, I've just done a test recently in the exam, and he actually deducted me five marks because when I cro- uh, quoted the Quran saying um, uh, attack attack the infidel, attack the Christian and Jewish neighbours, uh, apparently that is a misquotation of the Quran and misrepresentation and is uh, bigoted, according to the teacher. <laughs> Honestly, it is ridiculous. I mean, that teacher, um, me and him have, have some banter about because um, he's fought uh, Labour and Jeremy Corbyn and he is a socialist. So, me and him had a bit of banter, a bit of back and forth um, around the um, referendum, around the time of the referendum. And he just, I don't want to attack him personally. He is a nice guy, but he, he just doesn't back up his views much like most liberals. You still there? Uh, yeah, the, the connection broke up a bit for me though. Oh, right, it's okay. Uh, um, obviously, guys, if you do have any questions or anything, don't um, hesitate to email me c one business at gmail dot com. If you have any questions, anything that you want to put to us, obviously, we're trying some at the moment. It might be a bit buggy at first. It's just the first episode. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it'll improve obviously, over time. Improve, yeah. So. Yeah, 
do you want to talk about Trump now? Uh, yeah, I mean, for Trump, I mean, throughout leftist media, and even in some, quite a few right-wing outlets, he is, he is seen as a, the, the Antichrist himself, the, uh, yeah, Hitler. he is seen as the, the modern-day Hitler. And quite wrongly, actually, I mean, uh, for example, when, when, the, when he was um, still fighting Hillary Clinton for, for the pres- presidency, the, the quote that came out was, uh, grab her right by the pussy, as if he had said that, uh, and he was going planning on doing that or had done that. When in actual fact, he was actually talking about, I'm pretty sure it was state and how uh, you, he could uh, manipulate state and he could do anything he wanted for, for example, something as atrocious as, as that. But that was misquoted and, exactly. and misused by the media as if uh, he's, he's a sexist and if you're a woman, how, how, how can you vote anyone but Hillary? And they kind of used that to try and, get uh, again, collectively get all females that um, if you do not vote Hillary, you, you are simply a sexist against yourself. But on the contrary, if Melania, which obviously she can't because she's an immigrant, um, ran for office in the US, because you have to be a US citizen, which is why there was such a controversy about Obama, which was disproved. But if uh, Melania did run for office, I'm 99.9% sure that all the left would completely disavow her, even though their justification for supporting Hillary Clinton was she's a woman. Yeah, I mean, I, I guarantee you that um, if, um, if, there is, if there is a female Republican such as Melania in the future that runs for the presidency... Or Tommy Lauren. Yeah, and she dare, she dare, and they dare to use their gender as an argument. It'll be seen as, oh, oh, it's identity politics. They're just trying to use their gender as an abuse of power. But when Hillary Clinton does it, it's empowering women, helping women grow in society, because apparently women aren't equal in society in the US, which is simply wrong. Exactly. But there's laws in the US that quite literally state women should be paid the exact same as men. And if they're not, it's illegal. Oh, where are the feminists when they read that? Screaming at us. Yeah, I mean, maybe not in law, but certainly in um, social perceptions, men are seen as, like, the tables have kind of uh, turned slightly. As men are villains, for example, if if you're a woman taking photo of a child, there is no question of you. You That is obviously your child. If you're a man taking photo of a child, yeah, the police can be called on you and they will arrest, arrest you on on demand, on word. Like, even if that is your child proving your child, uh, it ruins reputations. I mean, especially, I mean, considering that the left think that there's a, a rape culture, which obviously is not. The left just, I mean, it destroys... Oh, oh, they, kind, they kind of are importing one, ironically, from the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, from the Middle especially uh, in, in Islam, it's seen as... Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but you ha- you can have as many wives as you want, uh, as long within reason. It's um, I think it's uh, you can take non non Muslim women as your slaves, yeah, as yeah. your sex slaves. They don't really count as wives, but you can take them as your sex slaves. I don't think you could do it with. Yeah, women. I think I think it. Uh, I think that again falls down to, uh, for example, in Islam, it says how if you are not Islamic. Uh, or if you change from Islam to a different religion or no religion, you, you must be killed. Uh, even though the leftist view on Islam is that it's a, 
freeing. It's it's a freeing religion. Tolerant. Uh, totally acceptable. Nothing wrong with it. And then they try and argue that the right, the right of them, are, are oppressing women and holding them down. When actually, it's quite the opposite. Throwing gates off the top of buildings is tolerant, <laughs> apparently, according to the left. Anyway, talking of Islam and horrific leadership, not in Trump, by the way, <laughs> uh, just in Islam in general, the Iran deal. Oh, my Huge goodness. Deal. The left outcry of complete bullshit about yeah, this. I mean, it's absolutely huge in the media. I mean, for, for what the me- if you believe the media, I mean, you're, you're, in a, you're in a nuclear bunker right now. You are hiding for your life because the world is about <laughs> to end people. Like, it is, it is that bad in leftist media? I mean... And, and with Korea. I mean, like, Trump has literally just negotiated to get three prisoners let through from the US. He um, negotiated to get Otto Wambert, RIP Otto, um, released from Korea back to the US, who unfortunately died when he came back. And he has... Uh, the South Greens have credited Trump with getting... Uh, both the Koreas talking together about um, not the reunification of Korea, but working together and being cooperative with each other. So, and everyone, like, there's quite a few people. I think it was the South Korean Prime Minister who said that Trump should probably get the Nobel Peace Prize. And then you've got the left saying that Kim Jong Un is the one who should be praised. The guy who has held people hostage with nuclear weapons. He's the one who should be praised, yeah. not Trump, not the guy who's took over from a disastrous leader and brought the Koreans together and brought the US onto um, a table with Korea to talk about nu- uh, denuclearization. It oh, it just baffles me. It yeah. really does. I mean, I mean, in the eye of in the eye of the left and the, and the media, uh, Trump can do no right. He nothing he does is 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 right. It's either someone else did it. And he's just taking the credit, or it is wrong what he did. So the Iran deal, or he's just trying to undo Obama's legacy, yeah. which is their main argument. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty when it comes to the Iran deal, Obama's team or Obama himself that said um, it was. Uh, I can't. I don't. I can't. I don't know what he said exactly, but this it, it the lines of how bad it was, uh, and how um, how the world is 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 going wrong with Trump. Well, actually, it's quite the opposite. The Iran, the Iran deal, has has basically stopped uh, Iran from from turning turning the Middle East into a complete war zone, a proxy war. Exactly, and I mean, my view on this is that the deal itself was just quite frankly ridiculous from the Obama administration. Even some Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, obviously. The little old walking pole of the left. She is completely against Trump because even if Trump cured Ebola when Ebola was around, she'd be saying, oh, that is oppression. That is oppression. Why did you not let a black person come up with that cure? She'd be yelling. She would yell anything to be against Trump, right? She's probably one of the only people on the left who was for the Iran deal. The Iran deal was quite frankly... I think we can unilaterally agree, unless you're far, 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 <coughs> excuse me, far left. We can unilaterally agree that it was a dreadful deal. Yeah. Their nuclear um, efforts does nothing. It just puts the 
problem back 10 years. What the Obama administration did, they did absolutely nothing to even combat any, anything that they were doing. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the Iranian parliament has uh, been, I don't know if it was um, recorded or what, but it was definitely leaked that they, they all, the whole parliament was trying, was trying to death to America. Death to America. They burnt an American flag in the parliament. But That's what I've heard. But Obama, you know, he's he's bringing peace and reunification of the Middle East, and that nothing is wrong. They, they, and that uh, he was really trying to say that um, some of the moderates in the Iranian parliament will will like will turn and like in America with this deal, and, and Trump has blown out the window. Um, I mean, and what the Iranians could have done if they really wanted that, if they really cared about denuclearization and and they didn't have a goal of becoming a nuclear power, they could have renegotiated, they said, they could have said, um, oh, well, we would like to negotiate with Trump and uh, the US about a new deal. But instead, they just said, we're ramp- the, instantly, they, they just said they were ramping up efforts to uh, gain nuclear status. I mean, doesn't it really just size um, everything that the right's been saying when the Iranians about being told that they're allowed nukes now. That I mean, that's not really what it's saying because we are, um, as the US, so heavy restrictions um, and sanctions on the Iranians that they're just not going to be able to nukes, whereas this deal just pushed yeah. them getting nukes back I mean, for 10 years. But I, go on. All right, um, but... What the, that's all the deal did, pushed it back 10 years. But wouldn't, these, wouldn't the Iranians be absolutely furious if this deal was actually a good thing? Uh, uh, be overjoyed, sorry, if this deal was a good thing, as opposed to being furious? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean it, just, it just shows how, how bad the policy is. I, I don't understand how um, European powers and, and uh, pretty much every other party in the Iran deal hasn't left after Iran's reaction to the US because that just shows they had they had no no intention of, of um, keeping the peace and not becoming the nuclear power but but instead had every intention of doing that I mean um, was it was it Israel that leaked documents showing that um, they Iran had successfully hidden away thousands of nuclear documents they, they'd kept I mean if you if you really don't want to be if you really don't have a goal of becoming a nuclear threat to the US and um, or the Western powers why would you hide that away from the US? And why would you develop your um, ballistic missile program uh, violently, but uh, develop it uh, to transport it to, uh, so that they can reach US and um, different Western powers? I mean, the reason that the UK isn't against it is because the Conservatives aren't right wing. What right wing leader goes into a mosque with a hijab on? Tell- Exactly, yeah. Who? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Theresa May? How hell is she right-wing? She is just not. She's a social leftist. She's an economic centrist. She's not right-wing in any way. I think the, the, the UK really is, is crying out for, a, um, I, I'm going to use inverted commas, a real right-wing party. And I, I feel that if that comes along, I mean, um, UKIP could be seen as that, but that uh, they are often perceived in media and uh, in 
It's racist, really. It's racist and is a bigot. Um, so you you cannot really back them uh, without being 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 called a racist and having your your whole life torn apart. Yeah, and just to end the episode on countdown killer. Do you know about his situation? About the the what situation? Count Dankula. Uh, no, I do not know about Count Dankula. Oh, he's the guy who filmed his pug. Um, he, basically, the outline of the joke was, he said, uh, he was Scottish, so I'll do it in Scottish. Right? All right, this is my goal. <laughs> he really lost his pug, so I'm going to turn it into the least cute thing possible. A Nazi. So then he filmed his dog doing a Nazi salute while he played videos of Hitler charged with a crime. A fucking hate crime because his dog did a salute. I mean, I'm under my chair right now, honestly. right? If, if you're going to charge someone with a fucking hate crime for their dog doing a salute, actually just competent. It's the word. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's real real censorship of um, of comedy. I mean, like, if if you're not if you're not making a joke about Trump, you are you are a clear bigot, obviously. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure I've ha- I have heard of the story now, uh, uh, thinking about it, and I'm pretty sure that his it was his girlfriend's dog, and um, while his girlfriend was away on holiday or away somewhere, he'd he'd managed to train the dog to salute. And then dressed it in a Nazi uniform, which is really—it's—it's it's not that bad of a joke. It's an innocent joke, really. Yeah, he's dressed his dog in a Nazi uniform, but it's only a joke. He's not—he's not serious, and I don't understand how that is a hate crime in any sense. Even if he was serious, it shouldn't be considered a hate crime. It should be considered yeah. freedom of speech. It—it's it, free speech. I mean, I don't understand what hate speech is. I mean, if you ask any any leftist what hate speech is, they—they uh, they cannot define it. Uh, and if they do, it's speech it, that they don't agree with. Yeah, it is literal censorship of speech they do not agree with, uh, and that is completely wrong. And we'll just end it on that note. Thank you for listening. Um, subscribe to the pod on anything that you can subscribe to on Overcast, iTunes, Podcast, Google Play Music, Pocket Cast, anything really. SoundCloud, we might put it on SoundCloud. Spotify, I might put it on there. Uh, share with your friends and that's about it do you want to say anything Daniel uh, thank you for listening uh, it, it, obviously as you just said it will be on most most um, mainstream uh, casting services podcasting services uh, and yeah thanks for listening and let's try and overtake Ben Shapiro as the uh, <laughs> top conservative <Yeah. laughs> podcast exactly and see you guys bye bye